You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 28. Welcome to Unbreakable Success. This is your virtual mastermind for your business and your life. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my business is your success. Each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to make sure you succeed in mind, body, and wealth. You know, I so appreciate the fact that you're a listener of Unbreakable Success, and the fact that you're here listening leads me to believe that you probably recognize that our success is totally dependent on what we give our loyalty to. And did you know that there are five, there's a set of five specific habits that are really having a powerful daily impact on how you succeed in your business and life each and every day? If you'd like to learn more, I'd love to give you the opportunity to discover what those five habits are and challenge yourself to take a closer look at how they're actually impacting your personal and professional success. If you're up for the challenge, go ahead and visit me at unbreakablechallenge.com where you'll get five days of actionable coaching and challenges to help you make sure that you're setting the stage for universal success in your business and life. It's totally free, and it's my gift to you just for being a subscriber to Unbreakable Success. I'll see you there at unbreakablechallenge.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unbreakable Success. Thank you so much for being here, taking some time out of your day to spend some time with me and our guest today. Got to give a special shout out to Beagle Nation for leaving a nice five-star review on, on uh, iTunes for me. It says, great show. Love these topics. Great insight. This is a wonderful show and well worth the time. Thank you. And to that I say thank you, Beagle Nation. Another great five-star review from Michael N.O. Michael No. He says, deep and thought-provoking. Aaron often speaks of the commitment you make to yourself to become successful. And he shares his own perspective of how we can put our best selves forward. This podcast will really make you think. Thank you so much, Michael, for leaving a review. And thank all of you, whether you leave a review or not, Thank you for subscribing, for sharing the show, for sending your comments in. And if you do really, I really hope that if you do get something out of the show, that you'll take a second to go over to iTunes, leave a review, and let everyone know something specific that you got from the show, something that landed home for you. The more you rate and review the show, the more it gets shared, the higher it ranks in iTunes, the more listeners we get, and the more I'm able to get better and better guests for you and bring you more great content to help you improve your business and life. So I appreciate all of you for being here and for being a supporter. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Cherie. I have to give a special thanks to my wife, Kathy, for introducing Cherie to me. Cherie's the best-selling author of What Are You Bringing to the Table? And I definitely wanted to have her on the show to share this book with you because the book is written as a as a guide for relationships to really help us challenge ourselves to take a look not just at what we want to get from our business relationships, our professional and our romantic relationships, but really to reflect on ourselves and ask what we're actually bringing to the situation. And Sharia and I, you'll hear, have a great conversation about this and how it this topic really spans across the board beyond relationships and is really relevant to entrepreneurs and business owners and in every aspect of our lives because there's so much that we want to get from life, from our businesses, from our marketing efforts, from the time we're spending with 
our family and friends and children and so on and so forth. But often we overlook the ultra important concept that we need to be taking an introspective look at what we're actually bringing to every single situation. Because I say it all the time, we don't get what we want, we get what we do. So if we'll have the courage as Cherie has to take a look at ourselves, see how we're actually influencing what's going on in our business and in our life, we'll really start to get some useful answers and have some some of those really important aha moments and help us make some improvements and have a better impact on the people around us in our industries and in our overall sense of success and well-being and happiness. And that's what we all want in the first place. So I'm really thankful to share this conversation with you. I think you'll enjoy it. With that being said, very grateful to introduce you to Cherie. Cherie, welcome to the show. I'm so grateful to have you here. How's your day going? Fantastic. Before we get started and getting into this, can you share with everybody a little bit about the day-to-day, Cherie, what is what is going on for you? What is your, what is going on with you? What's life about right now? A for me is um, I work full time, and I also am a secretary at my church. Okay. I handle books for um, financially. Um, I also handle craziness of my life. I try to manage <laughs> as much as I can. Um, because I don't have children yet, okay. um, task with a lot of things because people think I'm not busy. Different <laughs> 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 things to do, like I'm helping, I'm serving. It was something that I really, really love is to watch someone's dream come into fruition. So I'm usually like the one serving somewhere, folding the programs or whatever because I love doing things like that. So I Beautiful. stay busy. Beautiful. I love to hear that. I think. Uh... I think we've all been there when we've had somebody think we got a little bit too much time on our hands and they try to fill it for us, right? <laughs> so let's talk about um, let's talk about what do you bring it to the table? When did this, if there was a moment or a series of moments where the idea of your book, uh, what you bring to the table, when did that come into, into start to get become a picture for you as something you knew you were going to have to create? I, I love to write. It has been what someone had called for me a narrative therapy mm-hmm. and that it's, it's like me just unveiling what's inside me because I stayed really quiet into myself. So it was an unveiling and I reached a point where I was about 29 approaching 30 and I'm like, okay, this is it. I should be married at least twice. Like <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Like what's going on with me? And I really felt like I, I was missing my time and I, I didn't know what was wrong with me. So I began to seek God and ask him like, you know, why, it, why am I not dating anybody? Nothing's going on. And he just began to reveal to me my character flaws. And that was done by hooking up with different people on my social media, um, exes, my friends, finding out what, what am I like? Cause I thought it was pretty fantastic. I mean, you of know, course, <laughs> to me was impeccable. It's like, look at all these things that I have done and what I've accomplished. And yet here I am single. So that book began, it was, I wrote it as if I'm talking to someone else, okay. but it's really me in the mirror. Mm. Hence the Cherie's Mirror Project, because it was really <laughs> no mirror. That's, that's really wonderful. So, so 
you had you, you were inspired to to take a look at your at yourself and what things that were going on with you because in your mind correct me if i'm wrong in your mind you felt as if certain things should have happened by now is that fair to say right because okay. i had I had a degrees. I have a master's degree from Cleveland State University. Mm-hmm. I had a house at 24. I had um, good credit. I had just so many things. I was just like, oh, my resume is just so great. Why am I single? Like people, people were worse than me. I felt like they, you know, she has all types of problems. Why does she? Why is she married, not me? Mm-hmm. So I, I learned that I was as fantastic as I thought I was. <laughs> Of course you are. Awakening. I needed that awakening. So. Yeah. I think we I think we can all relate to that. Everybody that's listening, you know, we all of us have faced this moment where we we can look around, whether it's in our personal relationships or in our career or our, right. our entrepreneurial endeavors. It's it's easy to get stuck in that moment where we think we should be somewhere that we're not. Um yes. and, and I think that's really brave of you to to and I think it's I think it's something we need to balance because I think we should always be curious about what's going on and and why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, but at the same time, not slipping into the comparison or the "I'm not good enough" or "I should." It's I think it's it for me. It always seems like there's a fine line between curiosity and condemnation when it comes to looking at ourselves. And I, I think it's 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 really brave that you took this journey and put this book together. So. Um, if you could, for everyone, for anyone that hasn't read your book yet, and by the way, everybody listening, you're going to need to get this book, and we'll link that up on the website later. We make sure that everybody can get a hold of it. But what is, uh, in a in a nutshell, what is what are you bringing to the table about uh, for you? What's the message you want to share? It's it's humble pie. Mm. It's I think a lot of us, and, it, and me in particular. I was getting with my girlfriends and we're like, you know, the guy has to be X, Y, Z. I want him to be, you know, six feet, you know, doing all these things. And I'm like, okay, so what do I have to give? And I heard something from um, Boris Kujo. Mm-hmm. He said that was just mind boggling to me. He said, write down everything that you want in a guy. And I was like, oh, that's easy. Yeah. We do that all the time at the mm-hmm. table. He said, look at the list and, and ask yourself, why would this person date me? And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, uh oh. <laughs> so he, if he's all of this, why would he date me? So uh, more than just outside, it's more of an internal thing. So I, 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 I love the fact that I was able to pour that into the book. So the book is, is really encouraging women to look within and mm. not focus on just ha- looking the look, looking the part. People spend a lot of time looking. I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for the one. But are you the one? And mm. that's the question. Back of the book. Are, what makes you the one? Is it your just your resume? Because you can have a nice resume, but a terrible character. Mm. And that's that I, I had to work through my own self. That is so that that's that's both true and it's humbling. And as you said, humble pie. But it's a courageous thing to do. And, I, and I, you'll probably agree. It's not something most people do when we're looking at what's happening in our, you know, in our relationships, whether we're with somebody or not, or we're looking at why this person's business is growing and mine's struggling and we're wondering what's wrong with everyone else. As you went through this process of creating this, this book and this message that you've been carrying and sharing with the world ever since, what are some of the most important things that you discovered 
uh, about yourself and and if you could follow up after that, what are some of the common things that you've that you've realized that other people were experiencing that you've been able to help them with? One of them is I learned for just as an example, I because of the walls that I have built up over the years, mm-hmm. I can say that I am done with someone. Like a, I, one of my girlfriends, she said to me, she said, you don't extend olive branches. And you, if you're, you're the type of person that will will get into an argument or a disagreement and then walk away. And I learned I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I don't want that can't say I'm sorry first. Because how am I expecting to be in a lasting relationship when I have this thing where I, I can walk away? And that's not good. So that's one thing I learned about, my, about myself when I did the research for the book. I asked my friends, like, what, what do you think about um, this guy? He said that I'm not um, in tune with my emotions and I, I can walk away so easily. What do you think? Isn't that ridiculous? And she's like, yeah, that is you. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So that I needed that. And with in terms of the people that I connected with, it was... It was it's, it's powerful because I watch you watch your words just come to life and then you see someone else read it and then get it. I remember sitting at an event and this lady said, oh, I want your book. And I said, OK, you know, here's how she paid for it. I gave it to her and she's reading the, the opening prayer and starts to cry. And I'm like, oh, wow. Gosh. So I'm like, I'm rubbing her back like, you know, what part are you on? Because <laughs> I didn't know. What she was doing. <laughs> she just thought it just was humbling for her. And then I had a guy that told me that he, he, by reading the book, he understands women in a different way. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, so it's it's changing these lives and getting them to understand that there's a deeper level. And it takes away the the red carpet that we put ourselves on. I think I know that when I do the book signings, I'll ask someone, for example, what do you bring to the table? And they're like, oh, yes, they give me their list. I'm like, oh, that's all good things. What about the bad things? Mm. Because the bad things. They helped destroy relationships. And they're, they're, I, mean, yeah, I had a conference in June, and they were even at the conference, they were just telling me how great they are. A bunch of women telling me how great they are. I'm like, oh, you guys are awesome. What about those bad things, though? You know, the things like, like my, not managing your money correctly. That leads to divorce in mm-hmm. some cases. So, I mean, those are the things that we need to bring up and not just focus on this glorified image of how great you are. Wow. I... I, I... That is that is a I, I'm I know that the way you wrote this book and just from from having an understanding of of you, um, I'm amazed that you were able to write something. Um, what's the word I want to use? Kind of in your face, but in a loving way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think we all need that. I, I know I know you've you've done some. Uh, I think you call them a tough love workshop. Yes. So it, it's. I think it's important that we all, we all, and I'm pointing at myself first, need to subject ourselves to um, not only what we're getting better at, because I know a lot of our, and a lot of you listening right now, I know a lot of times in, in, in my show, we focus on personal progress and growth and success and getting better at what we're good at and looking what our next evolution of our goals are, next evolution of our business and and learning the strategies to get there and all of those things are necessary to improve but we have to have the guts to do what you're challenging us to do and look at not only what are we growing at what are we getting better at where are what are our, our strengths and our skills but what are we completely just 
screwing up and don't want to admit because all yeah. of us are and I, I, I know I am and it's it's a tough thing to it's a rare thing a lot of times to be able to pause and self-reflect and look at that and say not I, I, I don't just need to get better at what I'm good at I need mm-hmm. to realize where I'm dropping the ball and be able to have the humility to pick that up and say okay I, I, I got to play catch up with this one and that's 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 really powerful so let me ask you i want to lead into this question after hearing you uh to give us that conversation to address the elephant in the room i'm sure there's going to be people that's that are thinking all right wait a minute this this if i'm interested in supporting my relationships i i i don't think i should have to it's I think most people think it's really important for me to look at the person that or persons that I may or may not be interested in and what they have. And what do you say to someone who is just resisting in the idea that we need to look at ourselves first? I've had, yeah. And I know you've, I'm sure you've encountered that with a book of this, of this type there, because that can trigger a lot of anger, a lot of uh, defense, defensiveness, when we start challenging ourselves and or hearing or hearing the suggestion that somebody says you need to look at yourself first how do you how do you help someone through that to realize that it's not about judgment there's actually a reason why we need to do that I, you know i've had that encounter with someone that i and you know telling them about the book and they were like well there's nothing wrong with me and she said it so arrogantly that mm. i knew that i could say uh, at that point that could bring her back down to earth <laughs> because her persona um even before i mentioned this was like a very you know i have it together type of person mm-hmm. so like how did i reach her so i just talked about the book just trying to get her like you know there's this book i have and but i couldn't bring her down to earth so i really would like to know how to how to reach her well <laughs> that you you can't tell them that they aren't they aren't perfect or very close to it. I think that in order to get to these people, what I what I've done in different situations is, I'll I'll ask them a question and then I'll I'll not judge them but get them to answer the question, ask get them to go deeper. So for example, oh, so why aren't you married? Oh, they'll give me a reason. Oh, so he did what? Oh, okay. So then and I'm actually being. Um, not sarcastic, but I'm being, I'm, I'm challenging their beliefs as to what, mm. why, the way they think by just asking a different way. So I'm not, I'm not allowing them off the hook. It's pretty soon. It always happens with the exception of this one lady. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm not as good as I think I am because I'm always just like, okay, so then what happened? So why did you pick him? So why did you stay together for 10 years? You know, I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But never saying, oh, you're stupid. What are you doing? You know, just right. asking them, like, uh-oh. It's, it's, the, it's the questions that make the, usually the questions that make lead to our biggest transformations, uh, in yes. my experience. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, tell, so tell me, can you give me a, an example of how this is, how you've seen a transformation in someone after, you know, either reading your book and or working with you? What are some ways, uh, some big successes that you've seen people make in their lives and, and really be able to progress from this? Well, one of the, the uh, beautiful things that I love is that when I was doing a workshop 
um, maybe a couple years ago, this lady, she had to be close to 70. And she had been living with a guy, you know, doing the whole shacking up thing and, mm. and for a long time and never committing to a relationship. I think he was married, actually, to someone else, but they were still together. She, would, mm. she and him were together. And she came with such a humility of wanting to learn about celibacy and taking pride in who she was and a self-love thing. So the fact that she would come to me and she, she sat literally with her pen in hand wanting to know how to make herself better. And so mm. that's me a tremendous compliment that a person that is double my age yet wants to evolve and mm. not saying, I have it together. I can tell you a thing or two. Yeah. You know, I had another lady, she was maybe in her late fifties or sixties. She sent me a praise report on Facebook and she's like, well, um, this book is a mirror for me. And, uh, she had been married over 30 years and she said it made her challenge what she did in her marriage. He, she's a widow now. Mm. It challenged in her marriage and how she operates to this day. And so for me, those stories, when people that are, could be easy with my parents, they, it's encouraging. It's like, okay, they get it. They get yeah. it. Even younger people. I had another lady, she's probably her early twenties and she just sat there and I was wondering, I thought she had maybe had an attitude or something because she just was so quiet, but she was taking it in at the workshop. And she's like, I can't believe that. I thought that I had it together, that I wasn't that bad. I'm like, Oh, you sound just like me. That yeah. <laughs> either. Yeah. So, love to hear those stories. That's beautiful. Editor, even she's like, Well, I told her I wrote the book, my target market is for women, but she's married. She's like, This book was totally applicable to my own life, and that I can see areas where I need to grow. And so, those those stories just encourage me. That's beautiful, you know. It, it's you know, it, it's important. I think I want everybody to catch what you said earlier. Um, when you met with this woman who actually came pen in hand and really wanting to see how can I evolve? And, you know, I think that's something powerful that we can take from, from you and, and this work that you're doing that's applicable for all of us, because yeah. that's, if we just had the guts to ask ourselves that every night before we went to bed and every morning when we woke up, how can I evolve or progress or improve okay. what I'm doing? It's, that is truly a game changer. And, I, I appreciate you so much for, for bringing this to light for so many people. Speaking of which, and I know you wrote the book, and, and but in addition to the book, how else have you have you been able to share this message of your book, and, and what have you been doing to, to work with people a little more intimately uh, to, to grow in this, in this message? One of the things that I did, uh, a few of the things, well, I did a workshop. Um, it was a time where... I was like, God, you know, I had this message, I had this book out, and no one's asking me to come and speak. Like, what, what is going on? I thought this book was, like, from you, and I'm supposed to get it out there. <laughs> and it, it just came to me, just spoke to me, like, well, you know, ask yourself to speak. And I'm like, what? So I thought about it. I said, why don't I conduct these workshops at different venues and then, you know, invite people to come along for free, and let's just come and talk. And so that was um, a beginning of me saying, I can do this, mm. whether it's also me or not, I can do it. So I did the workshop. I've done a 90-day celibacy challenge where I challenge women to just lock it down for 90 days <laughs> on ourselves and let's just talk about you know ways to, to love ourselves. So that was very powerful because in those 90 days, I had people come on 
I did a teleseminar. What I did was I had different guests come and talk about different topics of the different chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I had a topic on um, a chapter, taking responsibility for your past. So I invite someone to come on to to discuss this. So I just want to hear from me that they can hear from the other people as well. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice uh, to have those callers call in and, and give their questions and feedback. That was awesome. Um, I was speaking to a group of foster care students for a few years at Cleveland State University. Every year I would go and I would talk to them about what he brings to the table because they had so, so many things that happened to them. And... I want them to turn their pain into the passion. Mm. So like, well, what can you do with what has happened to you? I don't want you to play victim. I want you to just take what happened to you. How can you pour into the lives of someone younger than you now that you're getting ready to age out of the system and things like that? So, mm-hmm. uh, and even writing a stage play, that was uh, something I didn't think I would ever be able to do. Had no desire to do that, but I did. Tell us and, about that. Tell us about the yeah. stage play. So I, I was thinking of, I want to do a, someone, came to me at work was like well you should do a play based on your book and I'm like I'm not a playwriter I have no aspiration for that and then I you know walked away brushed off but then it kind of like wait a minute wait a minute I can do that so I said well I'll find someone so I looked up different playwrights and I found one that I liked but he didn't work out I was like oh it's call my best friend I'm like you know I really want to playwright it didn't work out so she said I can do it I'm like you're not a playwright either what are you talking about <laughs> she started to write and I loved her concept Oh, wow. And then she writer's block. And I'm like, she said, well, can you help me? I'm like, well, I don't know how to write a play. So here we are both don't know how to write a play. <laughs> we write the play. Um, it, it took us almost close to a year. She's in California and I was here in Cleveland. It took us almost a year to write it, just getting our thoughts together, figuring out how we want to write it. And then we we performed the play at Grafton Prison. And wow. Grafton Prison place where I do journaling workshops. So I was talking about having a play coming out. They're like, you should do the play here because we can um, tape it for you and we can just, you know, give you an idea of what it's going to look like on stage. And I'm like, oh, how perfect is that? It's totally free. I can just go ahead and do the play at the prison. Why not? <laughs> so, we did it and it was great. I have the DVD and I'm like, oh my God, That's I love amazing. It. I have to bring it to the mainstream, and I'm, I'm scared, but I'm embracing this concept of doing it afraid. I'm like, okay, I have to do it. We're going to make it. So it has to happen. I love that. That is, that is so amazing. And, and, and to do it, to, to bring something so vulnerable to a place like a, a, a prison is just, yeah. you've kind of, yes. you've yeah. upped the game there. <laughs> was amazing the guys they because i'm not the book is not coming across as guys you got to do this and that and they're stupid they need to listen to us it's not coming as across as a dogmatic type of book yes. so they were able to see like oh my sister or the way i treated the woman i was with they were able to relate to the book because in the play i took that same concept from the book to the play so in the play there isn't guy a guy that is just an evil person and mm-hmm. all the guys are bad and women are perfect mm-hmm. No. Yeah. We have the women having the issues and then the guy having a issue, but not as big as the woman. Okay. To try something different there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things that I've seen in the past, like from people, I, want, I wanted to make it so that they weren't just victims. Women weren't just victims. They were just like, you have issues too. Yeah. So great. I, that's that's I commend you for that. You know, but one of the, I know one of the biggest chapters in your book is about taking responsibility, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm curious, and, and especially it really coincides with the setting where you happen to do your stage play for the first time. How do you how do you get across that message 
of taking responsibility and not playing victim? And how do you do it in a way where it's accepted even by even by people who have wound up, you know, finding themselves incarcerated? How do you get that message across in a way that that allows people to still keep their guard down and realize that they're not being attacked, but they have an opportunity uh, just by reflecting on themselves? How do you how do you spread that message? One is owning what you did. It's saying, okay, this is what happened. Okay, so what am I going to do with it? So, for example, I, you know, I can easily say, oh, my father wasn't in my life, and I was raised by a single mom, and I didn't have an example on how to go to college and 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 graduate and and buy a house. I didn't have that example. Mm-hmm. But see, possibility is that okay, it ha- that stuff happened to me in the past, but my future is here right now. What can I do with the time that I have right now? I couldn't choose my parents. You know, that didn't happen. So he wasn't there. Okay, so I can't cry about they weren't there. How do I move forward? And so that's what I'm charging people to do is to move forward. Like if someone, if you picked the wrong guy, he picked you, whatever. Okay, so it happened. You may have had five children by this person, but how do you move forward from here and Mm. not make the same mistake and make these patterns? So I'm always asking, so, okay, it happened. Okay, you may have been abused or something, but you're not the first person to get abused. Someone else was abused before you. So how can you move forward? And not just diminish what happened to them, but certainly don't don't lay there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's what I <clears throat> believe the saying is: uh, pain, uh, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm. Right. We don't have to. We don't have to lay in it. You know. Uh, everybody. I'm. Uh, everybody listening. What are you bringing to the table? Uh, I. I challenge you. I dare you to go and get this book and read it cover to cover. And I dare you to not be changed buy it. That's my challenge to you. Sheree, I, 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 I'm loving this conversation and the, this, this show, the Unbreakable Success podcast is, I, I've put it together as sort of a, a mastermind and, and mm-hmm. in masterminds, there's a time for a hot seat. So, okay. so I'd love to fire a couple questions at you um, to really get your perspective, some raw perspective from you um, as someone who, who has a mission, a mission and is living it. And I think when we collaborate about what's going on and and what's working, what's not, Mm -hmm. we all grow from it. So um, my first question is simply, what's what's something that's been a either a recent struggle or a struggle that you're you're dealing with now or something that you've dealt with in the past that um, was something that you had to to legitimately figure out and work on? And how did how did that play out for you? One of the things that I'm working on is not walking away which is something mm-hmm. that I've been good at. Um, unashamedly, that's something that I'm facing with. So I was talking to someone on the phone, and they said something that offended me. And it wasn't. It probably wasn't a big deal, knowing me. It probably wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. But in my quest to say, I'm done, I'm done, um, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to let you go. And then I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. I mean, let me tell you what I heard you say. And I repeated what I heard. It's not what they said. It's what I interpreted. Mm. So moment of maturity for me to say, let me let me ask, tell you what I thought you said. And I think a lot of times if we would say, if we would just shut down on people, we would say, let me tell you what I thought I heard you heard you say. And the person said to me, I didn't say that. And I said, well, I know you didn't say that, but this is what I, I felt that you were saying. I'm the scene. And so when we cleared it up, I... You know, he he made he assured me that that wasn't the intention, and I said, you know what? Here I was about to shut down on a great friendship 
because I was afraid of what I thought I heard. Mm. We need to be more mature and communicate as adults and not just be so quick to walk away from people. Say what you thought you heard. And maybe they meant that. Maybe they didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. But it's a thing. It's a mature thing. It's something that I, I struggle with. And now I'm seeing myself evolve and I love it. I love it. That is so beautiful. We all have we all have filters don't we that that you know we we filter messages we filter what we see and hear so to 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 hear someone like you who is doing such good work being willing to challenge their own filters and grow from it that's that's i i really want to take a minute to honor you and say thank you for sharing that with us because i know it's helping so many that's listening it's definitely helping me so let me switch gears what is what's really working for you right now in terms of sharing your mission, uh, growing your mission, and spreading your message. What's working for best for you at this time? I would say imperfection. Mm. It's best for me because I'm not, I'm not allowing what I don't know how to do to stop me. Wow. I cry. So I don't have the best website, the best marketing materials, or you know, the best of, of anything, but I'm allowing myself to try. Whereas before, I would say, well, I mean, if I don't have anyone to design my t-shirts, what am I gonna do? I can't do it. And so for a year, I went through, I don't have a graphic designer, what am I gonna do? I can't. I just can't do t-shirts in. But no, I said, you know what, you're gonna try. You're gonna find a website, you're gonna try. And it may not be perfect, but you're gonna try because you're a fighter, Sheree. Right. That, that's what you do. And so that works for me. Like I'm allowing myself to say, maybe it wasn't the best font that I used, but I'm gonna try it. And so I'm learning that I'm a fighter. I can do almost anything. I'm like, you, you can do it. <laughs> So that is allowing me to move forward. I have a friend that, unless it's perfect, she will not do it. And so she has been hindered in a lot of areas. And so she's like, she's looking at me like, you know what? Yours wasn't perfect. You did it. And so it's encouraging that she gets to see that you can still do it. Yes. And I, so. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, have the courage to be imperfect. Because really, it, that that is a big hurdle. That's definitely one that i challenge myself with every day is being willing to be clueless about something and still get started on it or get it finished and put out something that isn't quite good enough and improve from there that is a yeah. huge huge lesson from all of, for all of us so so thank you so what is next on this evolution what's the next evolution that you envision for Cherie's mirror project or or anything that's coming up for you to, to share what's important to you? What's next on the horizon? The next thing is to be more tangible. Mm. I do have things because I want to see if I can do it. And so if I may do a camping trip here and a conference there, and then I'll walk away. But now my challenge now is I did events called Bars or Books um, in the spring. And I said, I want to maintain contact with these teenagers that I take them to a college and a prison. I give them the bars or books option. Mm. So I want to make sure that I stay stay connected with them in the form of a mentorship. So I have a team of people that work with me for that project every year. But I need to make sure that I have, I'm talking to them throughout the year, not just okay. one. So my next thing is to make sure that I'm tangible. My team and I, we're, we're tangible and that we're present if it's not but once a quarter. Um, even with the women's conference that I did in June, I want to make sure that 
I don't just talk to them once a year. I want to have a newsletter and, and do things that I'm, or a retreat that mm -hmm. I am tangible and not walk away. Even though it's not on bad terms, I have the habit of, okay, now I'm done. I'm going to go over here. No, let me maintain this network here and let's talk. Yeah. Because that's where the women had asked me in June if we could do this on a regular basis. And I'm like, hmm, never crossed my mind. <laughs> Like, can we meet and just talk and, and you know, events and think things out? So I'm like, I need to do that. So that's next for this year. I had one event. We did it in July. Okay. Um, I'm going to do it again in October. So do it on a quarterly basis. Okay. That, that's, that is an excellent, excellent next step to get more tangible with the people that you, which you reach because with a method, with a message of this magnitude and something, this transformational being able to maintain contact is is a great thing for them and you. So speaking of maintaining contact, how can our listeners right now get in touch with you, uh, get in touch with what you're doing to, to get support from you and to support you in doing what you're doing? How can they reach out to you? Sure. It's um, I have a website, ShereesMirrorProject.com, and it's Cherise, S-H-E-R-E-E-S, Mirror Project. I hate that it's so long. <laughs> site.com i'm also on uh, facebook and instagram as sharice mirror and i love to talk to people uh, so we we do a lot of uh direct messaging and, and we do newsletters i mean not lose up with newsletters we do um emails to each other like oh checking on you things like that so i love to talk to different people that are out there i'm not someone that's going to be far away like mm -hmm. i'm like Hi, oh you remember me oh great so I love that. So that's definitely one way that it can support. Um, certainly pray for pray for us. Um, buy a shirt, buy a book. Um, just just keep us uplifted. Sheree, I, I appreciate you so much for the message that you shared with us today. And everybody, all those ways that Sheree just mentioned to get a hold of her, I will make sure I link up uh, at my home base at AaronKeithHawkins.com. Um, so you'll be able to hop on there. Find out how to get hold of her if you didn't have a pen in hand so you can reach out. And definitely go to Amazon right now. What are you bringing to the table? Go ahead and get your copy and give it a read this week. And reach out to Cherie. Let her know that you got the book, read it, and let her know the transformation that it made for you. Because I'm sure it will. Cherie, yes. thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today and sharing so much valuable content. We appreciate you. Thanks for being on the show, and we'll talk soon. Okay, thank All you. Right. All right, thanks, Sheree. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Unbreakable Success. I hope you got a lot from our conversation with Sheree. And please make sure you stop over AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 28 and share with us what you got from this conversation, something that hit home for you. Uh, all the links to Sheree and Sheree's Mirror Project will be in the show notes. Make sure you reach out to Sheree and thank her for giving her time to us so generously. You know, the former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, said the best piece of advice that he ever got was to get a coach. Because a coach has the ability to see things that we just can't see. If you're looking to take your business and life to a different level, if you know there's something more, something bigger that you want to do, and you've had that itch to get some professional coaching to help you get there, regardless of what your goals are, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to get coached by me, one-on-one, -on -one, absolutely free. I've decided that once a week, I'm going to select somebody to coach 
If you're interested and you'd like to have the opportunity, visit me at aaronkeithhawkins.com forward slash contact and just send me a message. Let me know you'd like to be coached by me and you may be the one that I reach out to this week. I'll be honest, there's nothing I enjoy more than seeing people succeed and having the honor of playing a part in their success. And as always, if you're loving the show, please make sure you subscribe so you get every episode and stop over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating to let everybody know why you enjoy the show and what you're getting from it. You know I definitely look forward to talking to you again next time. So until then, make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins. Love you and talk to you soon. Thank you.